way this is set up, does it? Is it meant to be that you guys all have a really big picture, and then I've got like this small little piddly one yeah. that makes me feel inadequate in the corner? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is it one of those great big, big billowing ones? <laughs> you open the window and it's just going to inflate <laughs> around you. By <laughs> Michael Jackson. Strip. The thing anyway, that it's lit just by candlelight. <laughs> the thing is that we obviously can't see it, but he is only uh, clothed from the waist up. Yeah. 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 Just like the old news presenters used to do. Is Absolutely. That, is that actually a thing? Did they actually do that? You would, wouldn't you? Well, not if I was presenting the news in the studio, I wouldn't, no. No, back when it was all like fixed camera, they didn't have to wander around pointing at graphics like they do now. No. Hang on, does that sound any better? Uh, yeah, it does a bit. Yeah, good. Tom's going to say dig the chicken Caesar on us again. Yes, that's sadly that. Is there any way of... You can't really see yourself properly. But... Yeah, no, there's nothing, nothing. Russ, how many cameras have you got set up there now? <laughs> are, we, are we filming this? No, no, Russ, no. this is for Russ's work. So I've got there's one on my laptop and there's one on the monitor, and it's on the wrong one. Oh, okay. So you'll be constantly uh, switching between them then. Well, I will if it annoys you. I wasn't going to, but I absolutely can. <laughs> it doesn't annoy me. There you go. See, Hang on right. What background today? That's that's your better angle. The other one, I think. I don't use I don't use the backgrounds. Do you not? Why not? Hello. Fuck me! What is that? <laughs> oh, he's down to. We could just see the very top of your head peeking out of this little <laughs> tube. That was quite weird. He's down to his Simon Cowell T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got the same headset as Duncan then. Is How it the background? That's flash. If you, there should be an option to. Um, if you go to the three dots, more actions, and then uh, background effects should be on there as well. Anyway, um, no, no. Are I you doing? If, is are you doing it through um, the internet browser? No, I'm doing it through the the actual app. App. Ah, yeah, it should be there, right? Three dots. Got high device settings. Enter full screen keypad. No, oh, I thought that's where it Maybe was. Maybe it's a Mac thing. No, no, the other no, guys have got as well. Yeah. More actions, so show, should be, show so background there should, effect. There should be a little... Hmm. Yeah, you click on the three dots and the one underneath enter full screen should yeah. be show background yeah. effects. Yeah. It, it might be a little bit weird. No, it's not mine. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh. Just, just get like a, an 80s... like. Um, a porno lady riding a motorcycle just in the back. I forgot about Tom's background. <laughs> See, if I'm, I'm like this, it's okay. And then I just, I just get up and walk away. <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. See, the thing is, someone was briefing me today on some stuff they needed. So while they were briefing me, I changed it to this one. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Because, of course, you've got a folder of yourself doing every expression possible. <laughs> ready to call up at a moment's notice. Yeah, pretty much. 
I've completely forgotten where that folder is now, though. No. <laughs> right. Probably right, we're doing some, this. I probably think we've probably got some interest stuff there. Russ, have you got any cans you need to open? No, I actually don't have anything today. I don't believe you, Russ. <laughs> no, I literally don't have anything. I might have to go and get a cup of coffee at some point. I thought you had like a glass of red wine there, Dan. No, it's um, Morgan Spiced. I've just made um, yeah, a Morgan Spiced and Coke. This is oh, what do I've you been... know what? That sounds like a really good idea. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think so. I'm quite proud of myself. I forgot how nice it is and how little it tastes like alcohol. Am I sitting on my phone? I mean, you guys won't know that. I'm not, I wasn't directed at you. Unless you do. In which case, tell me. So I'm just trying to divine whether that is in fact what's happening. What? That you are sitting on your phone. Um, yeah, I um, I bought the headset because mm. I thought to myself, this is most likely going to be the new normal for a while. I don't have a good headset, and I haven't bought myself a good headset in a while. So, fuck it. Bought myself a Logitech headset. Fair play. Nice. Happy days. It's tremendously good. It's got a great preamp. I think I don't know whether I said this to anyone, but like my my PC setup is 7.1 surround sound and if you keep it on that setting when I'm playing Half-Life 2 or something like that which is what I've been playing quite a lot of recently plugged it into the um into the input into the sound system and it actually simulated 7.1 surround sound in the headphones I was really really impressed it doesn't overblow or blow out or anything like that it was really cool so so good nice nice right <clears throat> close that. Should I get a drink so I don't? It's, up, it's up to you, babes. You do what you need to do. You do you. I'll, I'll go get a drink. Okay, cool. The beard's looking nice, Russ. I haven't shaved at all since this started. It looks good. I get it's it all easy. the way through. I shaved right at the start. I need to have a. I, to have a, I might trim this bit. Yeah. Because it's starting to get quite itchy. Beard oil, man. That's the answer. No, it's just kind of like, like when you lean down, it all, they all start interacting with each other too much. Interacting with each other. I might, uh, I might trim. Also, if you trim this bit, it makes this bit look beardier. It hides a multitude right. of chins. That's what I say as well. Yeah. Ugh. Well, that was fun. That Mario Kart until, um, except for the first race when Dan uh, <laughs> robbed me of a of a second place, <laughs> like on the line. <laughs> and then the last race when everyone hit me with something when I was first for the entire race and then it's scary to be like it's, it's so yeah. sort of fun and cheering and everything yeah. except for like the last three seconds of a race <laughs> where you're just going fucking cunts <laughs> <laughs> to like Yoshi or something it's just that kind of that sense of absolute stress you yes. get just when you're <laughs> approaching a finishing line just hoping nothing bad happens or you don't get caught out by a purple shell because because i i kind of love yeah i kind of love the blue shells because being in first place is always stressful it means you never know when when something bad's going to happen yeah. it's best to be in second yeah. until right at the end <laughs> yeah yeah that's not yeah. stressful it's good though I like, I like it a lot as we're going through all this thing, I've just finished, I think, the 150cc mirror. Yeah. Got the three stars and all of them. I'm starting on the, the 200cc one now. That's the one me and Sarah have been doing, the 200cc's. Yeah. Um, That's good. 
yeah now i've been doing that 200 cc's as well but i'm i'm 200 cc's you actually need to slow down at times it's like the, up until then you don't really there's no point where you really need yeah. to slow down yeah i think we should do 200 for our next uh our next multiplayer session you reckon oh unless you're some sort of tiny little child <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't hack it I'm not going to give into your peer pressure but I'm totally going to give into your peer pressure Good. Sarah, Sarah why does it say it's 7 o'clock on the um, switch sorry 5 o'clock on the switch what weird switch is wrong it's just just being disappointing left front sense now tonight isn't it you up okay no. right shall I start this motherfucker off Yes. <laughs> Blurry. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. I might just blur my background. Hello and welcome to the Too Much Time on Our Hands podcast. You're joining us again for a lockdown episode. We're all dialing into this podcast through headsets, through broadband internet, all the way through fiber optics and whatever carrier medium is happening straight into your ears by way of a storage medium that Dan will have edited and uploaded to a uh, streaming platform or whatever. Whatever one you're listening on, it's absolutely fine. Anyway, we've got the classic threesome. We're not in the fuck bunker because, as I said, we're all wearing headsets or mics or, like Russ, we're just staring into cameras and hoping that the mic pickup does us justice. So I'm just going to introduce who we've got with the classic threesome as always. I've got Russ on my left. Good evening. <laughs> I've got Dan. Which one? Oh, that's giving away, isn't it? I'm um, talking about the classic yeah. threesome. Oh, hi. Hi, Tom. Bag. Didn't see you there. <laughs> hi, Dan. And we're also delighted to say, although tinged with just a little bit of sadness, because, of course, our Scottish contingent, Duncan, is not with us today, but we have a very able replacement. It is Other Dan. How are you, sir? Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm doing well, thank you. Excellent. It's lovely to see you again. Lovely to hear your dulcet tones. Hmm. Oh, good to hear you guys as well. Aww. Excellent. Oh, that's lovely, isn't it? Okay, so cool. All right, look, we'll just get straight into the meat of the issue. What are we doing today in this episode? We are going to be talking, obviously, because we've been all stuck in a lot in the lockdown for the last four to five weeks. We all have gaming backlogs, but what we're going to be talking about today are the games that we think people should be playing during the lockdown. Not the stuff that we feel like we should be playing, but the stuff that we love to play, the ones that we want to recommend. So I'm going to hand over to Dan, other not other Dan, normal dan who will talk no. to us a little bit about you can you can call me hairy dan that's what i've got used to now well you're going to tell us a little bit about why we've chosen this right and you can be yeah. normal dan as long as i'm not abnormal dan like <laughs> if i'm uber dan there you go you know well i'm trying not to make anyone feel like they're above or below the other so we've got dan and we've got other dan so it's just like you know which one's which? No, no one's better dan or you know okay. smelly dan or <laughs> okay i'll I'm, i mean i'll just be tiny penis dan that's fine Okay, yeah, that's the, the key differentiator. <laughs> so, we've got, so we've got King Kong Donkey Schlong Dan. And we've, got, <laughs> and we've got Tiny Penis Dan. Regular Dan. <laughs> and just Dan. Dan. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so, yeah. The, regular, the McDonald's like, regular fries are the smallest fries. Yeah. So that regular is usually a synonym for small. Yeah, regular isn't 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 doesn't mean regular. It means small, doesn't it? So yeah. yeah. So other Dan, are you calling yourself the big tasty then? 
There we go. Big uh, Dan, you've 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 earned a nickname. Congratulations. These things tend to stick on this podcast. Um, yeah. So uh, we're in lockdown. We've got this endless list of games in front of me that I I need to play at some point. Um, and what a better time to do it than now? So what we thought we'd do is go through the games that not just necessarily we're going to be playing, but also the games that we'd recommend playing uh, if we hadn't played them before. Um, and hopefully you'll take away some of these ideas and maybe you'll go and play some of the games. Who knows? Uh, but there's a variety of reasons. So so I was going through the games that I was thinking about and there's a variety of reasons I would recommend some of these games. Um, it, could be a, it could be for a number of reasons. So, yeah. So who wants to kick us off? Do you want me to kick him off? Yeah, go on, you kick it off. Okay, well, bearing in mind five minutes ago we were playing it, Mario Kart. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> yeah. um, I so think... Specifically, specifically which one? Oh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Edition on the Switch. Yes. So, you, it's for starters, it's one of the easiest games to just get everyone in one place to play. You just turn up in a room and all of a sudden your little me's there just sometimes shouting at each other we we just had to just experience that um when in the last game when we were waiting for the the next game to start dan's me just walked over to sarah's and just said i'll get you next time and it was it was it was vaguely threatening it but was this, yeah. it was it was so appropriate as well because in the previous game sarah did like hit me so many times with like red shells so yeah and caused me to be fifth i think in, but, in that race but the fact is we just said 20 minutes before let's play a little bit of mario kart played a bit of mario kart and here we are now it's a it's a great way to just touch base with friends the only thing that lets it down is nintendo's awful attempt at any kind of voice chat or any kind of interaction with the people you're actually playing with mm. which is mystifying well, no, i mean it, le- it lets you say good luck <laughs> oh you nearly got me yeah. to people which is of course exactly what you want to scream at somebody after they blue shell you five meters from the line <laughs> Yeah, like why can't we add custom options like like the wanker? <laughs> <laughs> well, how how droll! <laughs> I was, was going to go for something really eloquent, but I'm too angry. You fucking wanker! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like, what what literally has crossed Nintendo's mm. mind to think that with a handheld console, if you're able to transmit the game online, mm. why can't you just transmit voice as well? What the what the hell has not happened why and then why is the solution a mobile phone (laughs) (laughs) which is the craziest thing ever we need a small handheld device that's connected to the internet (laughs) can anyone think of anything that's possible to do that with it's like that cartoon isn't it there's going to be that guy that's like well what about the switch and they're the one that they threw out the window (laughs) (laughs) through the glass it's it's something to do the fact that just nintendo want to maintain their family friendly Pikachu Valley of Happiness image and they don't really want to be associated with internet gamer chat which let's face it is a room full of 13 year olds calling each other paedophiles <laughs> but then why make it why make it possible over your mobile phone which to be fair is a dirty device that is capable of accessing all sorts of pornographic information should one want it to obviously it doesn't yeah. just do it Unless, of course, you've been hacked, in which case, not actually the phone doing it, it's someone else. But I don't Or if your wife gets hold of it. I'd have put that there. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, my wife is absolute filth. So <laughs> that's pretty much what happens anyway. Um, 
But the you know the fact of the matter is that actually why would you bother even using the Nintendo app when we could quite easily dial in on a WhatsApp video call mm. or a WhatsApp conference call on yeah. the group we play this on, we, we, we discuss when we're going to play it on anyway. Do you so, know what I mean? So like, I've, I've gone on to the Nintendo, because I was curious to see if there was a solution to this. So I've just gone on to the Nintendo website, uh, and here's, here's the information they give you. How to voice chat using the Nintendo Switch Online app. Uh, additional information, an active Nintendo Switch Online membership is required. list of software that supports voice chat using the Nintendo Switch Online app can be found within the app by selecting voice chat. Complete these sl- steps. From your smart device, download and install the Nintendo Switch Online app. Start the Nintendo I already Switch don't Online want app. to do that. Yeah, and sign in on your Nintendo accounts. From your Nintendo Switch console, start the compatible software using the Nintendo accounts <laughs> as used on the Nintendo Switch Online app. Enter the mode that supports voice chat over the Nintendo Switch Online app. On the smart device, select Start after receiving the prompt Start Voice Chat. <laughs> Other players using the, using the Nintendo Voice Chat Online app will join the chat lobby as they join your online game. Now, it's already enough of a faff adding a friend because it's just a code rather than a, a, um, like a, a gamer tag. But then you add this into the mix and it's just... It's just a bit much. It just isn't makes it? me angry even hearing yeah. it being read out loud. Yeah. And, and, and I'm saying. So, can I just confirm as well? You don't hear the people speaking through the Switch. No, no I think it's for your phone. Yeah. So it's like you might. So as well what? Just you use... have like one headphone in each ear <laughs> from each device. Yeah, if you're playing on a train or something, that's just not going to work, is it really? Because mm. like you'll be playing on your phone and then you'll have your. Just a mugger's dream, really, isn't it? Just like sitting there, you've probably got your expensive like Bose headphones on with one off, so you can put your little headphone into your for your Nintendo Switch, and it's irritating because, as I say, it's the easiest game to just just say I've got ten minutes. Yeah. Who fancies a game of Mario Kart? And then you just really... wear earbuds yeah. with closed cup headphones over the top of them, and then you might, if you had the chat going through the earbuds, and then the proper headphones for the switch you might just be able to hear the game through the earbuds and the chat as well i just don't understand how this is the great stumbling block like every other games <laughs> console has managed this um like apps maybe they, they just forgot to put it in like they yeah. thought because they've made this little small console they thought it would just have it in there already and then afterwards someone's like oh like they just they gave it to some guy to do or it's one of those things where like oh i thought you was going to sort out putting like the mm. you know the the voice technology in there it's like no it was it was it was you who did it but i'm i'm a i'm a born again nintendo fan okay let's let's get this straight and i don't like slagging off the switch anymore because i think it is a great games console but I, this was one of the sticking points when we were taking the piss out of the switch before it came out was that you, this was one of the things you had to do this and the cartridges and the cartridges actually kind of worked out and it kind of makes sense and i'm on board with it but this was one thing they never really ironed out Ever. you're absolutely right this should have been something that well we want people to play online we want some kind of connectivity some interactivity on this why why can we not put some kind of form of voice chat in with it so people can use their bluetooth headphones with it which it's is another because, point it's mm. kind of because of the whole family friendly pikachu-esque sort of thing like there's mm. that whole kind of nostalgia in nintendo well no, no, not nostalgia it's more sort of kind of entrenched mm. thinking where they haven't really broken any boundaries with this console. No. They're, it's a handheld, which is something Nintendo are famous for. Filled with Mario games and 
Pokemon games, which is something Nintendo are famous for. That's it doesn't do a lot of stuff that other consoles do, which is something Nintendo are famous for throughout <laughs> generation. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like they're they're literally just living by their playbook at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> but they're nailing it. That's the point. This is their playbook turned up to whatever. Because this is um them saying, Right, we're gonna release um a Mario game, but it's gonna be a Mario game that's gonna uh, get ten out of ten reviews. We're gonna release a, release a Zelda game. But it's gonna be a Zelda game that is widely considered one of the best fantasy games on the market. We're going to release Animal Crossing, but it's going to be an Animal Crossing that is going to sell better than any other Nintendo game has in the last however many years. So what they're doing is just releasing really good games. And amongst all of these fantastic games, I would say that if you're going to buy a Nintendo Switch, the one game I would recommend getting it with is Mario Kart 8, which came out on the last console as well. Yeah. Don't they even call it Mario 8.5? It's 8 Deluxe, yeah. Oh, so it's not even a new Mario game? No. No. It's the Wii U's Mario Kart. Yeah. Oh, I feel cheated now. <laughs> but it's it's. I think it's the must-have game for the Switch. I think that is yeah, something you start Yeah, it is a there. great game. Yeah. But you could I probably mean, save like, money by buying a Wii U and <laughs> Mario Kart 8 with that, though. It so is, yeah, but you shop don't... around. Yeah, you don't <laughs> first. I don't. Every I... console has its killer app, though. Yeah. You know, Microsoft used to have Halo, <laughs> and the Nintendo Switch now has Mario Kart. <laughs> mm. I just think, I just think that um, as good as Zelda is, as good as Animal Crossing is, um, and um, as good as the latest Mario game is, and Mario Maker Two, this is the if you're buying a switch because your mates have got switches and you want to play on the switch with your mates and this is the game that you get to play that this is the this is the game to have unless you're good at smash brothers but i'm terrible at it so i don't bother with that so so yeah mario kart 8 is a game to play in lockdown and it's a a great game to say it's it's a bit much at the moment isn't it does anyone else fancy just hopping into mario kart and playing a few races I do like it. Every time I see you ping a message through saying, mm. do you want to play Mario Kart? I do think to myself, yes, I do. Yeah. I really enjoy, I really enjoy that game. I spend way too much time playing it as well. Like um, I said, I, 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 I'm working from home. I imagine most of us are working from home. Um, and like on my lunch breaks, Mario Kart is a really handy thing just to play for like half yeah. an hour when I'm on my lunch on break. On your lunch break. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just give my little computer mouse a nudge every now and then so that work knows I'm doing something. What you need is one of Tom's backgrounds. Just yeah. <laughs> so it just looks like you're deep in thought. Yeah. You know, just uh, kind of this sort of like pose. speed, just like uh, look a, a lap, uh, a repeating video of me just doing yeah. various actions. That looks like typing. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Just with, the, with the odd audio. Mm-hmm. Ah, I. Mm. Uh huh. Mm. <laughs> just like. <that. laughs> You'll be fine. You'll get nice. away with it all. Uh, who's next? Tom? You usually decide these things. <laughs> all right. I'll go next. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I would recommend this game to everyone during lockdown to get it out of the way because you have time. You have no excuses. And if you haven't played it, uh, it came out in 2004. So you have, you know you've missed the boat a long time ago but it's never too late to get into half-life 2 what what? i watched this game i've never heard us mention it before (laughs) no i know but look but the point is like that this is this is perfect if someone just comes into this pod to listen to this one because they're like oh lockdown games and stuff like that to them this will be the first time i've ever mentioned (laughs) half-life 2 
yeah okay yeah it's not but it but it to them it is so to those people who've just tuned in I like Half-Life 2. <laughs> is there is there anyone who's not played Half-Life 2 though? Uh, anyway, I've got to go. Need some so... complete cretin. <laughs> yeah. I've got the orange He's... box. Uh, I need yeah, you... to, I, I just need to play it. Yeah, yeah. Have you at least played Portal on it. I think I oh, yeah, I I bought the orange box with the intention to play Half-Life 2. And then I thought I'll then just see what this Portal is about. Fortress. Uh, yeah, I played a bit of yeah. Team Fortress, but I, I I just thought I'll just see what this Portal's about and before I knew it I'd lost however many hours and I'd finished Portal. So I'll go back and, and I will... Oh, I should play Half-Life 2. Isn't it? I think I'm about halfway through it, so... God. And then Episode 1 and 2 and then get disappointed at the end of those as well. So it's, <laughs> I don't know why you're trying to get me to play this game that doesn't have an ending that everyone wants the next one of. Because because each game is... Each part of that story from Half-Life 2 is a game that ends to set up the next, if you know what I mean. And actually, the ending of Half-Life 2 Episode 2 has been semi sort of resolved mm. by Half-Life Alex, which is the latest game which has a cliffhanger which the next game will resolve this is classic Half-Life, it's always ending on a cliffhanger, but the beauty of Half-Life 2 is that despite the fact it's one of the games that I've played the most I every time I play it, I just get sucked back in mm. to it, you know, the mm-hmm. setting is just incredibly well done the gameplay loop is very good apart from ladders, which seem to be the one thing that Valve cannot work out at all uh, in Zero Punctuation's latest Alex uh, review of Alex he just said like, it was just like ladders, Valve cannot work out how the fuck to make them work, like they just never work, and it's true man, in the original Half-Life they didn't work, and in Half-Life 2 they don't really work, you have to you know, you press E and you suddenly stick to the ladder you go up it and then you press E and it sort of dumps you off the ladder at the top, you know, there's no kind yeah. of contextual but it's just trying really to go cool. trying to go down a ladder is basically suicide. <laughs> just <laughs> just throw yourself off. <laughs> you literally may as well. It basically amounts to the same thing. And it's but it's just great. I mean, look, you know, I I forgot how how excellent the um, the highway section was when you're driving the buggy and you're finding houses and settlements along the way and you stop off to explore them. I forgot how awesome it was when the full pitch street battles erupt in, um, you know, City 17. Mm. I forgot what it was like to battle through Nova Prospect. Um, and actually, you know, it's one of those games that you have memories of playing. But actually, once you start playing it again, it just, I don't know, it feels like it takes on a life of its own. The characters are so well done that you just feel like you're absorbed in it. And I just say to anyone, if you haven't played Half-Life 2, there has never been a better time to play it. Get it on Steam for cheaps you'll get most of the other add-ons and stuff with it as well get it on xbox with the orange box so you can play all of it and then you may already have it some of you may already have it and not play it but take the opportunity because it's a really great story if you are on the pc i would advise don't worry about any of the other mods just go onto the steam workshop and download half-life 2 update all it does is it tweaks the lighting to make less of the to make more of the um, soft edges of lighting harder more realistic shadows uh, a little bit of upscaling of graphics very very minimal tweaks but it will feel less of a departure going back to half-life 2 if you're on the pc with half-life 2 update um, it's superb there's like i say there's never been a better time to tick this one off your list because you won't regret it you won't regret it okay i Absolutely. will finish half-life 2 okay i'll yeah. do it fine and um, while you're at it yeah get um 
the newly updated Black Mesa on Steam as well, which is the remake of the first Half-Life in the newer Half-Life 2 engine. So I see see what you're saying here. So the orange box, which I've already got, work my way through Half-Life 2, then Episode 1, then Episode 2, then buy a PC that can run VR and get Half-Life Black Mesa and Half-Life Alex is what you're trying to say, yeah? You won't need a PC that can run um, Alex to play black mesa no i know but i will say big big uh big kudos to russ for shouting that one out because that is a mod that wasn't even valve who made black mesa that was just some very diligent modders who Mm. created an an awesome reimagining of of the first half-life it is awesome i played it a few years ago when it wasn't finished and it's really really good but they've now added the zen section at the end which which by all but i've from what I've seen on the screenshots, just looks fucking phenomenal. Yeah, and it's it's gameplay-wise, it is better than it was in the original. Which, let's face it, wasn't the best ending of a game ever. Eh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially compared to what came before. Yeah, yeah, it was just which so different. A, it just yeah didn't quite work, did it? You were like battling your way through a a, a beleaguered military base a military research base and then all of a sudden you're in a shit alien world and that's how the game ends it's just such a jarring <laughs> shift in tone and gameplay it's crazy but yeah half-life 2 doesn't ever suffer from that there's a, there's so much variety in it um it's it's a it's a once in a lifetime experience to play half-life 2 for the first time i wish i could go back and play it again for the first time cool i'll do that then because of course this podcast is for you, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> so now go and download it, and yeah. we will watch you. I've, I've, yeah. yeah, do a let's play. Fifteen hours. I'll twitch. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll twitch stream it if you want. If you guys, so, so we know you've actually done it. Yeah, exactly. It's only, it'll only be three people watching. Going, what are you doing, Dan? What are you yeah. doing? <laughs> See, look, though, the, great, the great thing is that I've been sat here talking about Half-Life 2 and mm. I also didn't notice that just over Russ's exactly, shoulder yeah. is, of course, the poster uh, oh, yeah. that he created of the Citadel, <laughs> which, again, is one of the great, all-time great game locations from Half-Life 2. I'm going to play the game, all right, Tom? <laughs> You're not, though. You're, you, you always make these noises every time I talk well, about do, it. No, I, I definitely maybe will. Two weeks' time, two weeks time yeah. we will do a Half-Life 2 quiz for Dan. <laughs> <laughs> and if he doesn't get enough of them right, he has to ride naked through the streets of Canterbury on the back of a horse. Can I? Can I at least say that I don't agree to this? You can say it. You can say it, <laughs> but right, you will fine. be forced. That's concerning. But yeah, who's next, Tom? Cool. Half by two. Uh, write it down. Let's go for other Dan. Sweet. Um. Uh, this is a game I've been playing with Dan recently that I've just gotten into and gotten really addicted to <laughs> is um, Sea of Thieves. Uh, it's uh, it's mm. on the Xbox Game Pass, um, so I can play it cross-play because even though I haven't got an Xbox, I can still play it with Dan and everyone else. And it's just a great game where you just sail the seas and be a pirate. Um, and it's really quite varied in what you can do. <clears throat> and your experiences can also can often be quite unique each time you play. <clears throat> so basically, you just get your ship, and if you've got a crew of like four, if there's four of you, you have this big galleon, so everyone has something to do on the ship. You know, it's like bringing the sails down. You know, uh, steering the ship. Um, if you 
you know, get, come under attack. Someone's got to bail out water and repair the holes, you know, repair the ship if it like gets um, like the mast gets knocked down. There's just lots of little cool little things. Um, there's also like you can go fishing, you can go on treasure hunts. Um, so you get like a map, and it will just have like a couple of X's on the map, and it doesn't really give. It doesn't give you like, you know, um, uh, like waypoints to look for. It's just you literally just got the map and your compass, and you know you got to find the particular island it might be placed on, and just go like you know walk around and and dig up your treasure basically, and then take it back to to um, like the outpost to sell it. It's so much so, fun. It's yeah. so much fun. It's the the, the uh, there are so many. I I don't think I've played. I think Dan's played a little bit more than I have. But there are so many. I've got so many stories from pretty much every time I've played it. Like every, there's a group um, for the people that have been playing it, and every time I've logged on without them, something crazy's happened. Like whether it's just that I've done a mission and then on the way back I've been attacked by a vast group of things that that will all go out their way to kill me or I've logged on and there's just a load of treasure just floating in the water or all kinds of stuff and me and Dan spent an hour trying to fire each other out of a cannon onto the side of a mountain and it was just it was just a lot of fun we spent an hour trying to hunt for treasure on the wrong island like <laughs> so we were convinced it was that island where no, right, I'm ask, you're not very good at this game no i'm terrible at it but luckily dan and the other people that play it are very good at it so i'm, I'm bad at the treasure hunts the treasure hunts i'm, I'm okay better at, at killing yeah, things I'm and terrible. killing people i'm dreadful at killing things but it's but you've got you'll just be sailing and then all of a sudden a skeleton ship will appear or a megalodon will appear or a kraken and and sometimes that's really great but sometimes when you've got a ship full of stuff that's not so great it's a lot of fun uh everything you're playing for all the money you're playing for only goes to aesthetic items as well so everyone's playing on the same level essentially with the exception of that people on pc might have a bit of an advantage because they're playing on keyboard and mouse but yeah that's yeah, what's definitely yeah. team fortress 2 syndrome mm. <laughs> yeah there's definitely there's definitely an advantage of like players with mm. um playing with like mouse in pvp and so originally i was just played it on the xbox controller but as we've been attacked quite a few times by the players because literally any time you see another player like nine to nine percent of the time they're going to be a dick who's going to try and sink your ship and steal your treasure um yeah yeah so like i've had to start using keyboard and mouse to play it to just have a, like, a chance in fights with them but even that's part of the fun though so in the games like could be having quite a relax like the game could be quite relaxing sometimes you'll just want to sail from a to b and maybe do a bit of fishing or this that and the other but then something kind of like stressful and exciting can suddenly happen and it's like all hands on deck and you get really tense for like a, about five ten minutes and then like it'll calm down again um I, it's just lots of variety and fun out of it i uh jumped off the ship to go to an island to get um what is called a commendation which is just they're basically achievements within the game um, and to get back to the boat, you've got mermaids that take you back to the to, to the boat if you get too far away. And I got back that's to cool. the boat, and the boat was on fire. The mast had fallen down, and just and yeah, that's because like we basically we we decided to do um, these trade missions in this really dangerous part of the map. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of it now, but basically there's loads of volcanoes <laughs> and e everywhere. But you can get lots of money out of the mission, so we're just basically doing this like delivery of rum. So even just like just delivering goods can have different 
problems you might encounter so like 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 the barrels of like the the, ca- the cases of rum you get you know if you get knocked about too much they'll break you have like cases of luxury silks that you can't get wet otherwise the value goes down mm-hmm. and so like we would we were do- delivering this like devil's rum to this uh um like small trading post that was right next to a volcano it's like <laughs> why would you have your place of business there and literally as we get there this volcano decides to erupt and it's just like showers of like molten rock just falling down everywhere and like i said it just hits our ship our mast goes down there's just holes in the ship the ship's on fire all of us are just going mental trying to like put the fires out and like try and sell the goods before they will get ruined and perish and yeah that didn't go well in the end but it was still funny the, the, mm-hmm. this, it's the little touches in the game as well though it's the um the fact that you you get you, you start the game with everything you need to play the game uh, against anyone else who's playing the game the only difference is some people will have uh very flashy items and some people will have very basic items um but they make no difference to it's not like call of duty where you're playing for the next gun for example so yeah so so everyone starts the game and within five minutes everyone can be facing each other with a musical instrument playing different parts of a song and it's little things like that which it's just holding down a button but it's so much fun it's so silly yeah like you've got like a nice variety of instruments as well yeah. you've got like a hurdy-gurdy a banjo an accordion a drum um and like i said most of the stuff most of the stuff in there is all cosmetic mm-hmm. and it's very easy to make money to buy new cosmetic items yeah. Um, so like I I spend most of my money on like new outfits for my pirate. It's that's like, constantly. That's that's, what that's my thing. That's what it is. Yeah, like I I'm trying to get the the complete set of this one thing, but I've opted for something incredibly rare that I probably will never get because I'm not great uh, at the game. But at the same time, I look awesome. So like I'm fine with that. <laughs> like my pirate looks amazing, but it's um. That that's what you're playing for a lot of the time, but you're not. You're playing for it's 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 the cliche that it's about the journey. It's not about the 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 end result. So when you're doing yeah. a mission, it's it's what happens on the mission. Like even if you're like, right, we're just going to get in a boat, we're going to sail to an island, and we're going to see what happens. You can guarantee the game won't let nothing happen. The game will the game will inter- intervene and go right. Well, here's a quest. There's a message in a bottle on the, on there. Right, grab that. Have a look. Right, go to this island, uh, dig up in these two places. Go to those islands, dig up in those two places. Oh, okay. So there's um, a pirate captain here or an ashen key master or something. Uh, so you kill that and you get the key and then you've got to find an ashen chest to unlock that. It, it's just the game won't let nothing happen unless you want nothing to happen. And if you do that, you just sit on your boat just with your fishing rod just fishing and it's on game pass as well mm. it's on game pass so it's like free on yeah. game pass so that's what i wouldn't have tried it if i didn't have that yeah. option i suppose and i'm really glad i did because and it's like and even though it's a, mainly a multiplayer game you can still play it on your own like sometimes yeah. i'll just go on my own on the smallest ship the sloop and just do a treasure hunt or go and hunt mm. some skeleton uh, captains and things like that um but yeah so I don't, I don't know what this game was like when it came out from what i understand there was considerably less to do in it um and mm. and they they've they've put a lot of work into it but but now i'm less concerned about rare with microsoft than i ever have been because they've made this incredibly fun game that's incredibly balanced that is you get out of it what you put into it basically it's brilliant 
And Tom, yeah, we, we got to, we, we got to play it at some point, mate. Yeah, I, I'm I mean, I'm already thinking maybe I should just quickly flick the Xbox on and download it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> yeah, do it. Because Duncan's Duncan's played a little bit of it as well. So yeah, did he enjoy it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it sounds like he had quite a stressful time. Like one one last <laughs> it's thing. It's always that... hard to know with Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> One last thing that happened was I came to I came to the um, the shore to sell my stuff, and I got sniped. I died. Um, so then I I went back to my boat, and there was a treasure chest there, and I grabbed the treasure chest, went to the went to land, and the guy was there that killed me playing the accordion, and he'd put all the stuff that I'd had like just like untidily around the boat in the treasure chest for me to carry. And then just started playing the accordion and then just jumped off and just kept running away. It was nice. Yeah. Like, you do meet some nice people in there, but everyone is, like, as soon as someone gets a sniff that you might have some treasure. Well, even if you don't, like, yeah. if you just leave your ship parked somewhere, yeah. like, on, and, and some, another is ship comes along. Is there a more logical term than parked? <laughs> <laughs> not that I'm aware of. No, not that I'm aware of. <laughs> that's, that's what we use in Sea of Thieves. <laughs> You know. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't know, Russ, because you've you've yeah, never trust yeah, me, you've never been out in the ocean. The ocean. Yeah, but yeah, if, you, if, you just, if you'd like you said, if you if you just leave your ship like um, docked and uh, another player ship comes along, chances are they will just like bomb the shit out of your boat, whether you got something on it or not. And like the last time that happened, I was do, doing a mission, and all I was trying to do was deliver a couple of pigs in crates that I'd caught. And so, like, I, I saw them coming. I thought, I'll just, I'll just try and get both of these pigs out. So, yeah, you can only carry one thing at a time. So, I carried one pig out, and they started bombing my boat. And so, when I got back onto the boat, the other pig had been killed by their by their cannonballs. And then my boat ended up sinking. And so, I just sort of stood on the pier, waved at the two guys who were doing it. And then, like, I just... And then when I knew they weren't looking at me, I jumped into the water and got on their ship and just, like, killed the pair of them and, like, blew their <laughs> ship up. Yeah. <laughs> Big if- revenge. That felt good. Oh, that's a good <laughs> like when you do eventually kill someone, it is quite satisfying in the game. <laughs> like yeah. it, it does do a quite good job of that. But there's, there's so many little in things to, that you can do. As I say, you could you could probably not go to sea and have a pretty good time. You could probably spend your whole time on one island and still still find enough to do to for, for like an hour or two. Probably, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, nice. definitely. Tom, so, get involved. But yeah, not Russ. Well, Russ, Russ hasn't got online anymore, have you? Not on the Xbox, no. No. PC, because though? Because of a complete lack of necessity to ever use it. Well, until Sea of Thieves came out is what you're trying to say, though, Russ. Yeah, right. but that would just be one more thing that I don't have time to do. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. What's your choice, then, Russ? Sorry to... Uh, well, you know what? I'm going to go with one that's thematically not a million miles away. If you're just looking for something to put a smile on your face and entertain you, hmm. Monkey Fucking Island Two: LeChuck's Revenge. <laughs> yes, yes, is just—it's just some of the best entertainment that I've ever experienced. It's so good, and it is for like you—you'd think that a puzzle game is not replayable, but it very much is. And every time I go back to it, I've completely forgotten how to solve most of the puzzles and have to work them out again. Maybe that's just me being thick. How'd you do in the spitting contest, Russ? You've got to remember how to mix the potion, haven't yeah. you? Yeah, that's the, but, the overwhelming thing I, I remember. And then you have that. to... Something else... Oh, you got to time it. You've got to watch that little flag for when the wind is blowing yeah. and time it right. And then you've got to... Um, you've got to... What is it? Um, 
there's the different moves you've got before you actually spit as well isn't there i don't think they make any difference though oh really but yeah like you spend hours going right i gotta do thwark hock loogie yeah no try something else i've never played the monkey island games oh god they're great they're they're on um, they're on game pass they're quite older oh yeah they're very old yeah play with the original graphics and turn the voices off the guy that does the voice of Guybrush is way too in love with himself (laughs) (laughs) just Um, just read it and use your own voice in your head it's much better and honestly i I think the original graphics are more charming than the hmm. than the new graphics yeah i think they've come back around to the point where it's like where that is as you say charming rather than the new graphics well there's there's games now that are sort of going to huge effort to make themselves look like games of that era mm. yeah you know, they the, the graphics are amazing very evocative great sense of of place and theme in there i really i'm always amazed at how they in in monkey island how they nail expressions considering yeah. the lack of kind of like graphical dexterity they have in those. Yeah, the face so, is like four pixels. Yeah, but they nail the expressions. You know exactly what Guybrush Threepwood is is thinking at any one time. One of yeah. the best. Yeah. The be- I mean, the the thing that sold it for me with the second one yeah. was. I mean, I love the first one anyway. But I, one of my friends had already bought the second one, and I said, "Is it worth it? Is it as good as the other one?" Yeah. And he was like, "He said, let me just put it this way: the first the, the first thing you have to do is assemble all the parts for a voodoo doll." Yeah to get rid of a guy off an island and he said and he just said at one point you have to go and grave rob um and he said there's a bit in that he said it doesn't sound like the start of comedy girl but he said there's just a bit during that that is just so funny that it brought home to me why these games are so good and it's because of the comic timing yeah. i don't know i don't yeah, want to I know spoil exactly it, what you mean but there's just <laughs> a bit so where he's, <laughs> yeah. and in the in the original graphics it is it's just phenomenal comic timing. I think it even... It, it, on, on that one, in the new graphics, it's not as good. It's mm. off by like a quarter of a millisecond or something. Yeah. But it Literally just isn't off. funny. Just but raises the original the... graphics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Raises it above his head. <laughs> yes, I'm with you now. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Dan. No, Dan, play this. It's it's. If you're in a piratey mood, this will definitely uh, kind of sate yeah. those desires as well. So it's... That's cool. Yeah. The closest thing to it recently is: Did you see um, uh, the that um, Ardman film, Pirates in an Adventure with Scientists? No, no. no. I heard it. Was Highly good. recommend. Uh, it's it's effectively a Monkey Island movie. Oh, really? In that it's batshit crazy pirates being hilarious. Um, yeah, ve- honestly, very very good. If you ever remotely enjoyed anything Wallace and Gromit or Ardman related. This is an absolute genius movie. What's it and called? you need to you need to pause it every five seconds to look at all the tiny little background gags that are going on <laughs> at any point, of which there are always a minimum of forty. <laughs> <laughs> Pirates of Adventure with Scientists. I've I've been yeah. meaning to watch it. It's meant to be really good, but yeah. I mean it's a children's movie, yeah. but I fucking love it. Yeah, but so <laughs> it's Wallace brilliant. and Gromit though. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I think Vinny would love that. It is hilarious. Yeah, no, the, the Monkey Island games, I, I remember I, I had them when they came out and they were on 12 discs. Yeah. Which is crazy mm. thinking about it because those games aren't big games, but 
they, they obviously were big enough to stress my Amiga out. So, um, yeah, well worth playing. It's double fine, isn't it, now? I think so. I don't yeah, think 12 discs. You're talking 12 floppy, floppy discs? discs? Floppy discs, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, so no, it's not like double fine. Not even a megabyte. It's not, it's not <laughs> painstakingly fine. copied. It's a it's a Lucas Arts original. But it's what's his face from Double Fine, though, isn't it? I think. Well, yeah, but yeah, from went bef- way before Double yeah, Fine. Yeah. yeah, okay. It's like it's literally like Monkey Island and Monkey Island Two, followed by Day of the Tentacle, Full Throttle, Was Salmon ben- Max, Hit Road. Oh, that's like the Lucas Arts golden era. Was that beneath? Did they do Beneath the Steel Sky as well? Uh, no, but the Scum engine was used. Yeah. yeah. So on the, so I'm just looking at quickly on Steam for Monkey Island 2. So you're saying, is, does it have the original graphics version bundled in with it? Yeah. Or would it have yeah, there's thing? just a button you press and it switches between original and updated graphics. The updated okay. ones are nice. It's just they're not sort of... They're, kind of... they're just of a fairly generic, cartoony style. They're perfectly nice. But the original ones are just the absolute best kind of you know 8 bit well it's not 8 bit is it like 16 bit mm. graphics that you can that you can imagine and if you sort of look at how they've done certain things like there's barely even any animation in them but the way they've done stuff like water and fire and things it looks gorgeous yeah it does they were always very good with them um, being able to do a lot with very little mm. um, at that point and the art direction of a lot of those games were fantastic um, you can really tell that like, every pixel has been carefully placed carefully placed and carefully thought out mm. and even to the point where so it's so it's recognizable for the player even in a pixelated environment to be able to pick out the obvious things that you should be able to pick up and take mm. you know so that you can always differentiate even back then and uh, to be fair if you played halo combat evolved anniversary edition mm. and you just you can just switch between old graphics and new graphics the 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 um Fundamental is very much the same. It is, yeah, you can do the same thing, can't you? Just thing, can't you switch yeah. on the mm. between old graphics. I, my, and you'll my, see what we mean. My favourite thing okay. about it was that when I played it, I, I, I knew some of the. I still remembered some of the the the, uh, the puzzles, but I didn't remember all of them. And then figuring them out was this just this amazing nostalgia trip because I, I originally played the game on like a half term or something like that. Where I said, right, I'm going to go see my friends. I'm going to go out. I'm going to play football or whatever. And then I didn't. I just played Monkey Island the whole week. <laughs> it was amazing. It's it's such a great game. Yeah, yeah. I, I see, for me, the, the one that the LucasArts game that I keep going back to is Full Throttle, mm. which is um, which is again a really great one. I mean, I've got the original version of it on uh, running on the Scum engine. You know, you can download the sort of whole CD worth of a game, mm. import it into the Scum uh, program. And actually, then play the games through. So I, and I have to admit, I I bought recently off GOG, GOG, uh, GOG dot com, mm. <clears throat> uh, Full Throttle Remastered. It's just not as good. It's just not as good. The classic looks better, just mm. from a nostalgia trip. But it's it's absolutely the one game that I could literally walk you through, step by step right now <laughs> it's the only one that i remember all the solutions to the puzzles all the other ones are just a wonderful nostalgia trip hmm. the other thing i will say about monkey island 2 for this sort of heightened stress time is and i remember being quite scared playing it the yeah. first time around but literally nothing bad can happen to you you can't you can't get hurt you can't get killed even in the big boss fight at the end it's 
quite relaxed. It's just mooching around, chatting shit with people. I remember being really stressed out by it as well. I didn't know you couldn't mm. die. That's that's interesting. No, I, d- I don't. I might be wrong, but I don't think there's actually any sort of game over situation. There's not. It's because it was released at the time when Sierra, another studio, were releasing things like Space Quest, um, in which all of those games you can die at points during it. You are a vulnerable character. And they even take the piss out of it in the first game. In the first original Monkey Island, if you walk off the edge of a cliff, you disappear and it comes up and just says, game over, uh, load game. And then as soon as you're about to click load game, Kybrush just boing, <laughs> appears and lands back where he was. And just and then suddenly the thing disappears and he just goes, oh, it's okay, I landed on a rubber tree. <laughs> <laughs> In the second one, if you go into the um, the options menu at the start, it's got options for like 3D accelerated graphics. Yeah. But when you t- when you turn them on, it's like just pops up with a message saying, "Do you, do you seriously think that that's actually something we can do?" <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. That's <clears throat> yeah, great. I'm back to you, Tom. Uh, no, it's you now. Oh, is it? Did I go first? You went yep. first. Okay. Um, next up, then uh, Forza Horizon Four. Now, the reason, Forza, Forza. Forza, Forza. The reason this game comes onto my list is because um, driving games like this one, there is a lot to do in them. So they decided they were going to put Forza back a year. They didn't release a Forza game at the beginning of last year, which has put the Forza Horizon series back another year as well for when the next-gen consoles come out, which has given me an extra year to finally attempt to complete a Forza game. And by complete a Forza game, I mean every race, every drift course, every jump, own every car, do the whole thing. I'm closer than I have ever been. I've put nearly 200 hours into it now. But it's a great game if you've got a lot of time. And it's one of those ones where I wake up in the morning, realise I don't have a journey to work. And so I go, right, before I try and do anything productive with my day, the journey to work, I'm going to go for a drive. And I'll put half an hour in of Forza Horizon 4, win a couple of races, and then go and try and do something productive. Um, Forza Horizon 4 is, the, in my opinion, the best racing game ever made. In the sense that it's beautiful. Uh, it, the cars all feel different. They might not be realistic, but they feel different at least. The cars are fantastic. The radio stations are all fun. It's got a great sense of fun in itself. Uh, you've got this real sense that you want to compete to get the next best car. Like, currently, I'm trying to get the fastest car in the game, which is only available in certain season events, or I could earn $20 million, which is what I'm going to try and do, because I'm on $12 million now, uh, and try and win one in an auction, because you can go to car auctions and win cars. I'm When I'm into Forza, I'm into Forza, um, and I am currently that. I have won... I have currently done every drift track, done every jump, every speed zone, every speed trap. Um, I have basically any of the um, the jobs. So you have to go get jobs where you work for uh, a delivery company, a taxi firm, all kinds of things like that. I've done all of that as well. And now all that's left is the races. And yesterday, something happened, a glitch, which meant that I was losing power on the straights and I've never been more angry at a game in my life, I don't think. <laughs> because because <laughs> I'm determined to win these races. So I went, right, okay, so let's... I'm so methodical with it. 
um so went, right all the cross-country races so i brought up all the cross-country races go i need to go here 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 do all these races that's what i'm going to do and then on top of all of this they bring in um uh, the Forzathon stuff, which is the online events that change on a weekly basis. So I then feel like I have to do all of those as well because I might win a fancy car from this. <sighs> it's a lot of work for for a very little payoff. And the worst part of it is I left it for a bit and I came back and I was I was quite liked that I'd look at my list and I was like the person that played the most of Forza Horizon 4 um, mm. and that I, I kind of was in like you're in the top 15 percent for all the, for this particular thing that you're doing i'm like i'm cool with that and i'd be top of all my friends for all of them and i come back and then someone i barely know on my friends list has put nearly 800 hours into forza <laughs> um, which i'll never catch up with now um because I, I wasted my time doing important things um and has gone around and it feels like it really feels like he's done it intentionally beaten all of my scores on all of these things so the the temptation to say right let's start again and try and beat all his scores now it is pretty great but i can't do it i just need to finish the game i love that you're still so obsessed with it <laughs> i can't stop playing it um sarah even mentioned that, that i i have real sticking problems with 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 a lot of games like where i go oh, i'm bored let's move on this game has captured me not my imagination me um to the point where i feel like I, I can't stop now if i do not win all of the races and bearing in mind ever since gran turismo 2 i have never finished a racing game if i don't do this now i'm never going to do it in my life and i will feel it's wasted <laughs> so so i think i'll probably end up putting about 400 500 hours into this game but but i I remember when there was this one drift track I couldn't do and I must have put I, I had a week off and every day I was waking up putting four hours into doing this one corner to get it right I, I remember that yeah I do I remember you telling us about that yeah. on the pod <laughs> I think what we said at the time was are you okay Dan <laughs> <laughs> I've got my drift set up now so that doesn't happen anymore but yeah I'm fine it's 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 a lot of fun uh, Forza Horizon Five. I might not bother with <laughs> just done now. Is that sort of imminent? No. So they're they're doing Forza Eight for when the Series X releases. So it'll be the year after. So the Forza, the Xbox Series X comes out uh, Christmas this year, and then next year uh, Forza Horizon Five will probably come out. Mm-hmm. God knows where it will be. The temp. I, I believe the rumor is Japan, and we'll have a ton more drifting will be the case for that if that's the case so so yeah <laughs> become an obsessive like i have and play forza 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 forza, forza. you're right <coughs> i think it went down the wrong way yeah i'm fine so yeah forza horizon four great i'm doing really good today every time i need a cough i missed that one just then so it was a proper <coughs> 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 Okay, so it's me now, isn't it? Yeah. So when I was thinking about this episode, I was like, well, what would I recommend to people? And I was thinking, well, look, the only thing I can recommend are things that I enjoy. And it just so happens that during this lockdown, I've literally only been playing two games (laughs) because I love them. Although this, while Half-Life 2 is just on its own, 
is a is a game and it does have a few add-ons obviously um this one is an entire series of games that i've been revisiting um and it is the command and conquer games nice i'm i'm a big real-time strategy game and i you know i love it i love games all the way from the big strategic war games all the way down to really really minute tactical stuff but there is nothing better than hitting the sweet spot which i believe is the command and conquer games um because they are you feel like you're being a little bit strategic but you're not basically (laughs) you just you just get to build a base on a map and then you have to think about the best way to defend your base set it up in a nice place so that you can defend yourself keep your economy going get the units in um sorry get the credits in build up your army and then go and just destroy a base and it's very nice and very satisfying and sometimes you can be playing a single campaign mission for a couple of hours Mm. and it's great and it's brilliant and i love it and there's something so i think what i really like the most is i was playing command and conquer 3 which i know i've mentioned before Mm. which was the long-awaited uh sequel to command and conquer tiberian sun which i think was almost like 10 year gap uh, between the games or like eight year gap or something like that and it suddenly went from being a very sort of you know almost low budget kind of game with really high budget uh, FMVs to suddenly looking like a high budget game with really high budget but very cheesy badly acted FMVs in Command and Conquer 3 and I have to say if you haven't played any of them and you like a little bit of cheesy B-movie acting, but you also like real-time strategies, you could do a hell of a lot worse than Command & Conquer 3. You don't necessarily have to have played any of the other games to really get what's going on. And the beauty of the third, the third Command & Conquer, third in inverted commas, is that actually no matter what side you play on, GDI, the goodies, or Nod, the baddies, is that actually that you're both playing different sides of the same story that's being told. Mm. All the events happen in the same order throughout each story. It's just you affect different areas of that story than your, you know, sort of counterpart commander that you would play in the other campaign. Um, it's got the incredible Joseph Kukin as Kane in it again. It's got Trisha Helfer in it as mm. a nod general. It's got um, um, the... Is it Tim well, Curry in this one? Is Tim Curry in this one? No, that's Red Alert. <laughs> that's Red Alert Three, which is Spice. also brilliant as well. Yeah. Which is just so much more cheesy, so much more comic book, and actually you have three sides to that one, which yeah. is really, really wonderful. Um, but what was really nice was revisiting the original one because, of course, the original Command and Conquer, very first one, is now completely free to own. You can just download it for, for absolute free for peanuts and play it. Um, and it's really lovely and it's got all the crappy um, old FMV cutscenes that kind of made you feel like you were a military commander going on it's really really cool and also just around the corner of course is Command and Conquer Remastered which remasters the first two games Command and Conquer and Command and Conquer Red Alert um, Red Alert is set in a kind of alternate universe Second World War where the Soviets where Einstein goes back in time kills Hitler and then um, basically <laughs> Stalin ends up waging war on the continent it's mental it's just mental um and the and the cutscenes are just as cheesy as you'd imagine they're just they're just amazing um it's absolutely wonderful i would recommend any time because it's just a wonderful blend of very engrossing gameplay because you'll want to learn the ins and outs of every single unit you'll want to learn how to build good bases um and you know if you like that sort of stuff and you like really cheesy 
absolutely diabolical acting go for the command and conquer games because that was that was westward in there at their absolute pinnacle with that series <laughs> Um, and also, you can pick up a really nice box set uh, called The First Decade. Mm. So Command & Conquer The First Decade. You probably pick it up for absolutely peanuts, and you get all of them up to uh, Command & Conquer Generals, which was launched in the early 2000s. Um, and then you can probably pick up Command & Conquer 3 for a very small amount of money. You can probably pick up its expansion, Kane's Wrath, for a very small amount of money as well. Red Alert 3, I know, wasn't very well received, by critics but it's still genius and you can probably pick that up for peanuts as well just go for it man just enjoy it love it they get progressively better and more arcadey to control as time goes on um but i still think that command and conquer 3 is uh is a particularly good place to start because it's a bit more modern while we're on yep. good deals so everyone's seen the latest humble bundle thing that i saw only saw today but it's... no uh, the entire Walking Dead series you can get for like fifteen quid now. Like it's on it's all online comics, but uh, yeah, fifteen pounds for the whole of the Walking Dead comics. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's really good considering. So I'm mm. really tempted by that. But yeah, I just saw it literally just yeah. now, so I was I was thought I'd mention it. But yeah, Command and Conquer. Uh, I'm I'm not a strategy a real time strategy guy. That's the only problem. For you, me, I, yeah. I played the Command and Conquer back in the day, mm. so I've I played the first one loads mm. um completed that and second one i um i never actually owned it but i used to play it around my friend's house um he had it on playstation mm. and so like, sometimes we'd do link up play we'd like get two t like he'd nick oh. his sister's tv and we'd set it up like you know we like in, in his in his bedroom like both of us playing like on the skirmish mode <laughs> where it'll be like us against the Classic. computer on like the hardest setting you know <laughs> And in the end, we end up just being like refugees on a boat trying to escape from, <laughs> from the computer because they'd like kick us out, kick our ass every time. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, they are. They really are. I mean, uh, the, probably the little the little gem in the entire collection, if you do find the first decade for relatively cheap, mm. is probably Red Alert Two. It is just insane. It is just mental. I don't know what was going through their minds at any point. Like the gameplay is over the top, cartoony, B movie mentalness. It's just insane. It's basically, it's like if you thought Tim Curry was overreact, uh, overacting in Red Alert Three, that is nothing, nothing compared to the overacting that takes place in Red Alert Two. It is nothing. They even had soft court porn actresses in Red Alert 2. Yeah, wasn't Jenny McCarthy in one of them? Jenny McCarthy was in Red Alert 3, but before that they had people that you even you knew even less than her, that you literally, <laughs> you'd literally seen on the Red Shoe Diaries, the one that had David <laughs> in it. Like, literally, literally that level of acting skill. It is just mental. Like, the commanding officer of the Allied Forces, um, General Carville, is literally a fucking cigar-chomping, womanising mental case <laughs> who just every time he sees you just kind of goes hey there commander it's time to get down to the south so you can kick some commie ass it's like <laughs> and you're and you're, you're meant to sit there going uh-huh yeah no definitely no i'll go and save them all yeah no it's absolutely fine but you just can't help but feel like this is why operation U tree was launched <laughs> like, <laughs> people like him <laughs> But I, I kid, I kid. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take the piss out of people like that because it's just, it's just mental. But the gameplay is fantastic. You get like Navy SEALs and Tanya and fucking Chrono Troopers who can disappear halfway across a map, dematerialize buildings, and then whoop back again. And it's just, it's crazy. It's 
absolutely crazy um but really really good fun mind control it's just it's just insane That's anyway awesome. i'll stop talking about this because um i've got to go to bed soon <laughs> <laughs> so who's next then dan right uh yeah um kind of in two minds what to do for this one um because there have been a couple of other games I've been playing a lot of, and one is a new game that's actually in early access, but is still very playable for what's there, is a game called Wildermyth. And it's sort of like a fantasy turn-based RPG, mm. uh, but it has a really like, simple and kind of nice style to it. Like it, like the um, art is all sort of like papercraft style. Oh, that sounds good. Um, mm. Um, within like a 3D environment hmm. and you're basically just like you start off and you've got like a group of adventurers um, it just kind of randomly generates their names and their personalities and it's basically just over their lifetime of doing adventuring um, so they'll like kind of grow old they'll get up like, battle scars they might um, pick they might uh, you know um, get new powers or abilities that replaces like one of their limbs with like fl- fire and things like that um, they'll they'll um, maybe fall in love with other adventurers in their parties and then have kids and then those kids become adventurers as well and, That's and awesome. go along with you and so like each playthrough you have there's like different um storylines you basically like will have you'll kind of get to know these particular characters and they'll kind of be sat, sat on your legacy at the end and and you you kind of like um develop an attachment to these like very kind of simply drawn and played out characters <laughs> Um, as they go on these, <clears throat> as they go on these adventures, mm. um, so it's just really uh, a lot of fun. It has a very cool um, uh, like magic system. Mm. Um, so, like you have some characters will be have like magical powers, but how it works is they they um, they have to basically infuse like they have to kind of infuse the the scenery. So there might be like a, a rock mm. or a fire, and they'll basically um, will. Uh, have to kind of anchor their power to that and then use that to like make flames or make like a barrier of like bricks and things like that so it's all like using the environment to your advantage against like against the enemy um so that's uh, like a really cool aspect of it sounds Um, really cool was it on pc yeah it's on pc Mm. so um i don't think i'm not sure if it'll be on console but Mm. like I, i couldn't see why not um but yeah, so you'd have like a map you have to explore and you basically, it's it's almost like a combination of um, like a turn-based kind of D&D game mm. and, and like civilizations or something like that where you basically have to um, go to different areas on a map and scout and find the enemy there um, and, and, and defeat them. Um, so a lot of stuff that happens, there's a lot of like random events which are a lot of fun. And another cool aspect that I haven't checked out yet is that you can actually craft your own stories um, and make your own games with it with they've got like a Mm -hmm. um like an engine so you can make your own stories um to for people to play through so oh so other people play through your stories but you i'm guessing you'd play through it as well then yeah you could play through it yourself it's a bit like mario maker where you can make your own mario levels i think it's it's got something like that within it because i didn't want to compare it to mario maker but that was my first thought was was it's a bit like mario maker where you make these levels that other people then come and play but it's a bit like also being a a dm as well as i'd imagine like the idea that yeah i I quite like it when games involve that kind of user-generated content stuff Mm. i remember that um tom just quickly you're very quiet Oh, sorry. Is there that any better? A little bit, yeah. 
Yeah? Do you want me to put the mic right in my mouth? No, no, I don't want that. <laughs> or maybe it's something that Russ is doing because you just can never trust He's the fact probably that it's fucking around with something. something you. you can never can tell now. He's probably fucking around with something. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I was going to say, I, I really like uh, com- games that allow users to generate kind of challenges or something for other players. So it's kind of why I like Little Big Planet. Um, but I also liked Hitman Absolution, not because of the game itself, but because you could you could do the assassinations yourself and then set people impossible, crazy things to do. Like you have to go down to the kitchen, get into the chef's outfit, and then you can only kill the target with the carving mm. knife or a pair of scissors that you can only get from a dressing room over the other side of the map. I, I just love that kind of stuff where you kind of set challenges for people and see if they can do them as well. Love that dynamic. And, the, and that just generates like so much kind of extra play like mm. you love playing the game for the game loop and then you just get to share your random crazy things with other people love it yeah 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 it, it gives it like a bit more life doesn't it as well just that the, the yeah. game in general just gives it like the, the idea that, that that they're they're lending the tools that help them create the game over to the people that are playing it as well is i think it's just quite a nice little touch so yeah I'm, yeah so that's why i can see the game getting you know you can get a lot more play out of it as yeah. other by you by seeing what other users have made on the workshop and 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 trying their storylines out as well. Well, as you um, say, it's, it's a bit like Mario Maker in the sense that every yeah. now and then I just turn on and go, do you know what? I'm I quite fancy trying to do a couple of levels that just random levels even just 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 because I want more Mario mm. Maker. So yeah, but yeah, but you can also like customize the characters if you want as well. So you could potentially rename them when you first get mm. them. So you could like potentially name them after your friends and things like that. Um, and 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 design how they look as well to personalize it if you want to um and like so what's what's really cool is that every so often you'll have like an event that will come up and you'll get some sort of decision um mm. about what you want the character to do and what i find is makes it interesting is anytime you take a risk or do something that where they might lose something they'll often gain something cool as well mm. um so uh like I had an incident where one of my characters was going to die, and like when your character gets in a situation where they could die, you could have you got a choice whether you can like have them survive, or have them basically go out like heroically and like take out an enemy with them, <laughs> and they die, and then they get like a you know they, they get like a grave made for them and things like that. Mm. Um, but like I, in one of the games, I I had him survive, but he lost an arm, and so like when he recovered, he basically had his arm replaced with like a like a like a tree root. Like bark and it gave him like a new type of attack with yeah. it, where he's able to like bash people like from a distance. So it was like quite cool there. And then later on, that same character was like stuck in like this um, prison, and it, for some reason he had the choice again to basically try and to escape this prison by um, uh, fixing this robot. But he had to give up his arm to do it, so he ended up using <laughs> both arms and then having like just two like um, like arms made out of like 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 trees um but he couldn't hold weapons he couldn't hold weapons anymore so his only attack was that but he, but he got a like a like a robot companion out of it that could take it to battle with me that's really cool it's a trade-off so, I, yeah. I love stuff like that 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 takes into account like like campaigns in general i'm a big fan of the idea that that something you have done previously affects what you're going to do next in the next mm, round yeah. um and that there are uh, a decent amount of opportunities that to 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 do things your own way. It's it's a bit like why I like Necromunda as like a tabletop game in the sense that it's a campaign. If you fight a battle, 
uh, and someone suffers a serious injury they might lose a few fingers or they might lose an eye or something and then you've got to look at replacing those fingers or you've got to look at replacing the eye just like and then from that you can give them nicknames and stuff like that and it, it just i love kind of i love stuff like that it's, it's part of the reason why i love starfinder so much as well it's, is that you know when i'm not getting my ass kicked uh dan <laughs> but it's 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 um it, it, you you have moments where you you're kind of forging kind of some kind of legacy and yeah you, you get that in video games as well so yeah so that's rust next then right oh yeah mm-hmm. so as, have you guys driven much recently yeah i drive once yes, a week a pretty bit. much yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit well, i just yeah. drive to Droitwich last week it's weird at the moment yeah you you get in your car you feel vaguely guilty about it even if you're doing something that you're meant to be doing yeah and you go out on the road and there's no other fucking traffic there yeah so to get back a sense of normalcy of what driving is should should be like and the painstaking misery of trying to get round the m25 anti-clockwise on a wet wednesday afternoon (laughs) yeah euro truck simulator (laughs) 2 so you may think forza horizon 4 is an yeah. accurate representation of driving <laughs> in britain but when was the last time that you did 350 miles an hour in a souped up mini cooper through a dry stone wall which apparently is no impediment to driving <laughs> i can't actually tell you when the last time i did that was yeah whereas when was the last time that you swore at yourself because you missed your exit on the m25 because you were fiddling <laughs> with the radio that is something that will happen to you in Euro Truck Simulator. <laughs> I've, I love um, it. Yeah, this is a great choice. Um, I've played Bus Simulator, so I'm with you there. I mean, pretty much, yeah. basically any land-based vehicle simulator that's got a Britain section. So, like, I've played Elite Dangerous, which is like Euro Truck Simulator in space. <laughs> yeah, thing, but yeah, can you yeah. go to South Mim Services in Elite Dangerous? <laughs> No, but you can't like, traverse the Milky Way. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's an, up, an expansion, isn't it? It's really yeah. dangerous. Yes, yeah, it's South Mims, yeah. Specifically yeah, South yeah. Mims, yeah. Eventually, mm. they'll, you'll be able to like, land on South Mims. I thought it was a system. <laughs> <laughs> there probably is a system called South Mims. It's all like procedure generated. So, my problem with Bus Simulator Russ is that I didn't yeah. take it seriously. <laughs> so, so like, no. every time I was like, right. And it will to... not let you not take it seriously, <laughs> exactly. any of those games. Are you trying to have fun? <laughs> are, you, are you trying to? Right. Yeah. I'm going to kick you out. I'm going to take you to the children's section on Steam. There you go. Yeah. So, like, every time... So- you do bus simulator. You go, this is your route. Right, you've got to go here. You've got to go here. Right, now you've got to stop at this exact point. And it's always more difficult driving with the controller than it is actually driving. Stop at this point, and uh, oh no, you hit the bus stop, uh, and like no, that's a shame. I was aiming for the people trying to get on the bus. So do you like, get like, written up by your boss if you do stuff like that? Do you yeah, like, yeah, to get it, taken it, into the office. Well, you go into really morning. excruciating detail. No, you've been fired, and now yeah. you have to watch a two-hour unskippable <laughs> cutscene of you trying to explain to your family why you've lost your only source of income. <laughs> because you were dicking about in your bus. Every time I've tried to log on to, to to Train World Simulator or whatever the one on on Xbox is, there's been a massive update, so I've never played it. But it's the kind of thing that I think I could get into, like the Train Simulator. That's seems like basically my speed. just an interactive train set, isn't it? It is, yeah. But mm. I don't have room for a train set, so I'm fine <laughs> with that. That sounds like fun. 
so yeah i i'm i quite like the all these simulator games but i am very much looking forward to microsoft flight sim coming back oh my god yeah that looks insane Mm. i mean that that's another reason to upgrade your pc Mm. although it it won't be as insanely taxing as you would think it would because it's all rendered in the cloud because it would have to be because there's there's no PC in the world that can have the entire globe mapped in 3D on it. Plus, it's an easy sell saying it's rendered in the cloud, Microsoft Flight Simulator. So yeah, it's not. It's, not, it's insane what they do. It's not. It's, mm. it's like AI assisted as well. So it yeah. takes satellite imagery, and if the AI thinks that looks like a forest, it will then start rendering trees in it. That's nuts. Things like that. It's and if um, you know if it thinks it looks like a road, it will start having cars and trucks driving along that road which wouldn't be possible to capture from satellite imagery or this, aerial imagery. They let you do a loop the loop in a in a, like a jumbo jet. That's pretty do. much all it's... I used to do in flight simulator <laughs> as a kid. Unless you have the uh if you have the realistic physics options turned on, in which case in most commercial liners, if you try a loop, it would rip the wings off. Yeah, that's off. You did a barrel roll. I've seen that. Okay. It's, it looks terrifying, though. Like I can't even watch the YouTube videos of a, of a of watching well, bar- a seven actually, doing it's, it. It's actually not very stressful on the airframe. Pretty much any aircraft can do a barrel roll, oh. but a loop is quite quite difficult if it's not been stressed for it. But it, it looked, regardless, it always looks terrifying. What I, I fall down um, rabbit holes of YouTube videos of planes doing things they shouldn't be doing, like mm. it, 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 a constant of mine. That and when they beach ships. You know, to break them down. Like, yeah. I will oh, I love watch, that. Yeah, I will watch. And it's like yeah. twenty-minute video of this speck in the ocean, and you're watching, yeah. going, oh, "This is going to be fucking amazing." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've watched so many of them, but but planes, particularly commercial jets, doing things they shouldn't do. I've I watched so many of them. Do you know what I, I watched today so was a twenty-minute compilation of water towers in American cities being pulled down by cranes. Like, I'm, I'm going to call you sad. Uh, Russ, but uh, can you send me the link? Because <laughs> I'll watch that. That sounds amazing. I, I think it's because it's just so different. Like mm. you, you kind of expect to see something like a Spitfire yeah. or a, you know, a small little like Boeing or something like yeah. that. Just a little, little something doing a barrel roll yeah. or a loop the loop is like you think, oh, fine, yeah, whatever. It's when you see something as big as an Airbus, yeah, doing these things that it really shouldn't do. Um, I think that's the point. It's all like a bit of scale. The, the fucking terrifying thing is watching things like an F-14 Tomcat mm. engaging afterburners right above the heads of people who've come to an air show to see it, like yeah. literally only maybe 50 feet above them and just kind of going mm. and then disappearing. Or a VTOL doing its mid-air spin yeah. to reorient itself using the old, using the jet thrusters suddenly, you know, and just doing all that mental stuff that's when it that's when it's like it's utterly bizarre the things that these machines can do yeah you know the VTOL thing's weird just in general like Mm -hmm. yeah but there we go yeah do you know even to this day Mm. the Sea Harrier Mm. is uh, well not the Sea Harrier but the Harrier anyway the Hawker Harrier is literally the only VTOL craft that has effectively done VTOL all the other ones that tried to do it just could never do it as good as the Harrier, which is why the Harrier's now no. disappeared and no one else really has any VTOLs anymore. Mm. In fact, actually, no, they're, they're, they're used for taking off and landing, but actual applications of it, the Harrier was the only one that really ever did mm. anything. 
Yeah, and that's why there were sort of like nine to ten different versions of it, just like the Spitfire, you know, just like the Spitfire. Mm. But of course now, um, British have the F-35, isn't it? The F-35 has been brought over from America, which is fucking unbelievable. Mm. Like having watched some videos of the the F-35 or Lightning 2, I think is what they're calling it over Mm. here. Um, Just watch the capabilities of that. The stealth multi-role fighter uh, fighter bomber is unbelievable the stuff it can do it's just yeah, pretty cool insane so um when all this is over tom a trip to raf lake heath or whatever it is where you can uh, photo the planes taking off and landing but then to be fair i would just encourage mm. i would just encourage a, a day trip for the tmtooh crew to go to um raf hendon or duxford um, man let's go to duxford, or duxford yeah. man, like, and just like go and have a look at some of the shit they've got in there they've got a whole yeah, hangar definitely. dedicated to american um planes yeah that place ages. is awesome yeah yeah like they've got literally like a huey and then a b29 stratofortress <laughs> <laughs> we've um we've actually done this trip already haven't we like years ago like 2003 yeah, 2004 yeah about 15 years ago yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah but we were yeah so okay let's we'll we'll, we'll arrange that then we'll go we'll have a, a trip to raf duxford They've also got a really good armour <laughs> museum there as well. They've got all, like loads of armours. They've got everything from sort of British tanks, like mm. you know the, the World War One male and female British tanks, all the way up to tigers, chieftains, and everything beyond that. It's absolutely amazing, man. I, literally, I could just spend my entire life there, and then yeah, I'd be happy. With- we should go to the tank museum as well. Yeah, yeah. This is for this, this is for is off the podcast. podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, look, we've we've done we've done two each. There. Have we got any quick fires? I was thinking quick fire. Yeah. Uh, so me first, isn't it? Yeah. Go on. Crack um, on. If you haven't played The Witcher Three, it's on Game Pass. <laughs> uh, you you've probably got the time to play The Witcher Three. Play The Witcher Three. I was going to say the, the biggest obstacle to anyone's life. <laughs> being taken over by which three is them going i don't have the time to play it yeah. well if you're furloughed or you're you know yeah. working from home and stuff like that you've got time baby yeah plug the, in the witcher 3 is incredible like every step of the way um and also they've put cyberpunk back so play what cud project red are offering currently until cyberpunk 2077 comes out it's amazing and, and one last one as well uh, final fantasy 7 remastered um, it's a big game. It's forty hours, and it's only part of Final Fantasy VII. So, play that. I've started playing. It's good fun. I'll, I'll play more of it. But I have been playing though. I just played recently. I will let someone else talk in a second. Uh, Until Dawn. I've played a bit of that recently. Yeah, that I saw game. That. that game is a lot of fun. I have killed a few teenagers though. Let's just. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I it's didn't. fine it's fine they're millennials don't worry I, about it i did not do no, they're a not. good they're job gen z aren't they yeah, <laughs> yeah gen z. we're millennials aren't we yeah, yeah yeah i didn't do a good job of keeping them alive um <laughs> i'm not sure how it's going to end i don't think i've made some good decisions <laughs> but it's it's a lot of fun it's like it is just a like it's got a real 90s horror f- vibe to it but yeah well worth playing so yeah so so play with that but but just now is the time to get into those big RPGs you've never had time for before. So Witcher Three or Skyrim or something like that. Now yeah, that's what I was going to recommend was um, Pillars of Eternity, oh, uh, one and two. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you can get Pillars of Eternity on Switch now. I can think. you really? One of them you can definitely get on Switch. Um, I've been playing. I've been playing through the first one. Hmm. Um, I really want to get get through it so i can play it start playing the second one dead fire because that one's all on pirate ships 
yeah um that's <laughs> pretty cool real theme to tonight's pod but it's yeah but not just that it's also it's, mostly most of the cast of it's the entire cast of critical role that yeah like well, it, get, it gets a bit overbearing sometimes while starting playing the expansion yeah. on pillars of eternity and it was just taliesin yeah um just doing the voices for all of the characters like one character <laughs> after the other. i was like it's the same voice actor again and again um but yeah but like if you like if you like isometric um rpgs in the vein of like Baldur's gate mm. and things like that then yeah pillars of eternity is definitely one to check out or um divinity uh original sin games divinity original sin one or two are both very very good i've heard they're good that, so, that's check out. that's on the list they are also pillars of eternity game pass and i think divinity original sin game pass as well mm. i think um i think other dan and me might just have a moment in a yeah. minute because uh, my two games for for lockdown my last two are just on quick fire mm. one of them is doom 64 yeah because it's now available on switch and <clears throat> most people probably didn't play it back then when mm. it was on the n64 but now you can if you if you got it on switch and it's really cool very dark very gothic classic doom feels like a better sequel to doom 2 than quite a lot of other uh doom games that came after actually it's a better sequel to doom doom 2 than doom 3 ever was anyway yes doom 64 but we might have a moment here i don't know whether you've ever played it planescape torment i've not played that one no, no i did i have i did buy that recently though Oh, really? yeah, so, I'm, I so I bought it recently because it arrived on Switch and I think it came along with Neverwinter Nights as well yeah uh, I played Neverwinter Nights uh, 1 and 2 Yeah. so I played them ages ago back on back in the day when they were first released and now I've got them on Switch I was actually playing through Planescape Torment I think I've sunk about another 25 hours into it wow. um, mm. it's just wonderful to revisit that um, I, was, I was taken right back to my childhood where I sank even more hours into it it's a wonderful story incredible characters um yeah it's 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 phenomenal so yeah doom 64 and planescape torment those are my two others what about you russ russ potatoes uh so looking for something that's just sort of sheer unadulterated fun you cannot go wrong with worms 2 slash worms armageddon (laughs) yes yeah no worms Uh, worms are great really not not been bettered since then no matter how much they tried don't do it in fucking 3d um <laughs> but worm worms 2 is is it's just perfection absolutely yeah. perfection also pretty much any tony hawk game uh, up until oh it started God, involving yes. actual plastic skateboards that's holy th- hell that's a really good one yeah two other good two great mm. choices from russ there <laughs> mm-hmm. um a couple of quick additions the, the jackbox games like if you've got a few people in a house that are bored that's quite a good good shout like little puzzle games so anything like that um keep talking tabletop simulator oh my god i recommend yes. if you just want to play board games with your mates there you go um, tabletop simulator yes the biggest collection of illegal board games on a on a on a tabletop I've, i think i've ever seen is fantastic not just that but but there, there are the legal versions as well but the idea of you can just play board games with your mates whilst not being in the same room as them so yeah mm-hmm. that's a good shout great shout dan i like that a lot um also like the addition like the, the, the on game pass you've got things like ticket to ride as well so like board games you can play like with your mates and you don't necessarily have to be in the same room with them keep talking and you won't explode or whatever it's called something along those lines 
where two people have um, uh, one of them is reading the instructions the other one's got to do whatever they say in the instructions and diffuse a bomb so one person's got the control the other person's got the instructions which are all online so one person's reading the instructions saying right you need to cut this red wire but it's got to be on this specific side so the other person's got to follow those instructions and to diffuse a bomb it is so much fun it's so so silly a one last one overcooked overcooked one or two the most fun way to start an argument so yeah <laughs> those games are great but yeah there we go tremendous yes. any more for any more or are we drier than I've got your, this is not remotely related to what we've been talking about at all mm. but uh, last night I watched the Apollo 11 documentary that's just called Apollo 11 mm. and it is the best fucking documentary I've ever seen is that the BBC one no, no, it's, that's one on Netflix, isn't mm. it? It's on Netflix at the moment. It's incredible. It's, yeah, it's got, I've seen it. It's got no voiceover, hardly any score, no graphics. It doesn't tell you anything. All it is is footage from the time mm. and recordings of the control room communications loops, but synced up to cine camera footage that was taken in there so you actually see the people talking mm. and it basically just goes through the mission one thing after the other and it is fucking brilliant and the the re-entry see like i know what happened i know they got back okay but the re-entry sequence is one of the tensest things you'll ever watch <laughs> really really good definitely worth watching I it's gorgeous Mm, I'll second that. It's, it's all done from this um this trove of new sort of 60 mil film that they found which has been scanned so it, it's it's like it looks so real mm. which is weird but because it's film it's basically better than 4k quality anyway so it's just, it's been scanned at a really high resolution so it's all this insanely detailed stuff from the 60s it just looks absolutely amazing so this is something you can genuinely thank thank stanley kubrick for isn't it in regards to the moon landing no because he is the, the, the link to Stanley Kubrick with the, the Apollo 11 is that they consulted him as to how they how they should film it um, and yes. he suggested using and 60 also mil led film. to a huge amount of conspiracy, conspiracy, yeah, theories. Yeah, yeah. conspiracy theories about it but <laughs> hidden all, messages in the shining and things yeah but all they did was consult him as to how they should film the moon landing so yeah yeah, but it's it's not just that. It's it's all the stuff of like like there's these amazing helicopter shots going mm. past all the crowds that are gathered to watch it, mm. and you just keep pausing it, like looking at all the tiny little details, all the cars, what people are wearing, like the cans of coke that they're drinking. It's it's just gorgeous. I do really like really what, watch. I, the launch sequence as well is phenomenal to watch mm. as it's firing up as you've got all the condensation you know drifting away from it and you know watching the support gantry you know moving away from the rocket as it fired up and you just and, and to be fair it's the first time you get a real because of the quality of the images a real sense of the magnitude mm of the NASA space program, of the Apollo space program at the time. Like these, the, the, the super, what was it called? The super heavy lift vehicle, wasn't it? Was what effectively what the rocket super was. Super army soldier, yeah. So, <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, and it's just, I mean, it's it's unbelievably hmm. massive. I've got to say the landing, uh, the landing on the on the moon where they're counting down the fuel Christ. reserves. Yeah. It's really tense as well. Because like you say, you know that actually they overshot their landing um, their landing uh, zone by about three miles, and actually they almost ended up landing in a 
um, a boulder-strewn area that Neil Armstrong very effectively took over manual control just to boof, lift the landing mm. vehicle over the top of and then eventually set down in a, in a kind of a relatively clear area. But just hearing the communications, this kind of matter of fact, yeah, we're nearly down, we're nearly down, we're nearly down. Oh, shit, yeah, have you seen the boulders? You know, and then whoop, that lift up, that, but yeah, manual thrust, manual thrust, and then eventually ah, mm. the eagle has landed. And that then, is so you just get one camera shot from like 40,000 feet up to where they've landed. It's yeah. just this one fixed view out the sort of corner window of the lander. And you just hear them talking. And then it keeps it, they keep you get the flight surgeon reading out what their heart rates were. And my, my like resting heart rate is higher than Neil Armstrong's when he was landing the fucking eagle on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Do you know, interesting fact, later Apollo missions, they stopped um, basically giving a shit about the heart rate monitors because as, as some of the astronauts fed back to the surgeons, if I'm going to have a heart attack in space, what the fuck are you going to do? Well, like, yeah. <laughs> you're not, nothing's going to happen. My heart rate is nothing to do with the failure or success rate of this mission. If I die, you're not going to send an ambulance to the moon. Like, you know, forget it. Who gives a shit? Because cause they, were, they were slowing down the amount of time that astronauts were able to um, go out onto the moon and carry out experiments because surgeons were kind of going, mm, his heart rate's just a little bit high. They need mm. to go to sleep for a few hours. And of course, then the yeah. astronauts would just be like, oh, fucking hell. And they've only got limited oxygen. You know, later missions, they had more oxygen and stuff like that. Mm. But they were just like, nah, fuck it. If the astronauts say they're fine, they're fine. <laughs> they don't need a surgeon <laughs> going, your heart rate's a little bit up. I'm on the moon, mate. <laughs> where, where are you right now? <laughs> What's your blood sugar like? <laughs> yeah. 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 Neil, do you want some jelly babies? <laughs> <laughs> so there's been this run of... You better of- have some crisps or you're going to crash. Of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of, of of documentaries that do this uh the peter jackson world war one one for example where they took all the footage and they just painstakingly put it into like uh 4k yeah. quality yeah. it's one of those ones where you watch it and go this looks it doesn't look real because you're used to seeing footage which is just just it, it, yeah. it doesn't look real because it does look real. exactly yeah it's, it's yeah. weird isn't it yeah yeah definitely you, you watch you watch that apollo 11 thinking that looks like the set from Apollo 13. And then you think, no, hang on. No. <laughs> Apollo 13 looks like this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Is, but it is weird. Definitely. Yeah. But but I would I would second that, Russ. Definitely recommend it to anyone. Yeah, it's well worth country. it. Um, yeah, real good investment of time. We've got some some um, responses from the listeners as to what they, mm-hmm. the games they'd recommend. Uh, then just bring up Chris Thackerberry. He says he's playing, he's working his way through Call of Duty, uh, the latest one, uh, the, just working his way potentially towards Warzone. Although he says he'll need a headset if it's anything like PUBG. Um, <laughs> uh, which, as me and Tom have discovered, uh, the best way to play PUBG just hide in a bath, <laughs> just just hide yep. in a bath. Yeah, hide that's... in a bath with your back to the window. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that wasn't the smart part of that, definitely. Um, no. Tim Wolverine, who's that's the, it, was well, Tim Wolverine or Tim Timstagram? He's got on his Instagram. Uh, I do know his real name, but um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, immersive to an astounding degree, and a nice sunny break from lockdown. That's a good point. It's, you know, it's a nice sunny <laughs> yeah, that's Greece, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Ryan Waller says he's restarted The Witcher Three, which is what one we recommended. That is any excuse. Yep. Uh, Lucy. Uh, who's been on the podcast before has said uh, playing Skyrim 
have been doing since the start of lockdown so another one that was recommended that, that they play um and currently my favorite is from simon who i do the gridiron gentleman podcast with he said sniper elite four uh, you can envisage each of the, your hapless victims slain from 300 metres away as being one of those clapping nuggets stood on Westminster Bridge spreading COVID. So, yeah, <laughs> drop three of, of every four and restore some social distancing to the old, the old fashioned way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless him. Um, so, yeah, so, that, so we've had some responses. Uh, Sniper Elite 4 is one of those games I've been quite tempted to play, actually, because I've seen it. I think that's on Game Pass as well, so. The loving close-up slow-motion nut shots that you can do. <laughs> yeah, no one's aiming for anything except for the testicles, are they? Let's be honest. That's good. What was it? The first one was—I can't remember what the first one was set. The second one was the V2 one, wasn't it? Yeah. Number three was in Africa, and I think number four is the one in Italy. I think number four is on Game Pass, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Really funny. Definitely. All right. Well, there we go. Look, loads, loads, and loads of suggestions there from not just our listeners but us as well for the games that you should be playing or should have played already in lockdown. Because who knows? It might all come to an end relatively soon. Alternatively, it might not, which just means more fun times mm. for games. Anyway, if you want to interact with us or you want to share any of the games that you think we should be playing in lockdown, or just you want to tell the world about your favourite games that you like playing during lockdown to date. Hit us up on our Facebook, Instagram, or our Twitter feed. Our handle is at TMTOOH. And don't forget to check out our sister pod, Theatrical Cut. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram uh, under the tag at Theatrical Cut Pod. It leaves me with nothing else to say. I will say thank you, other Dan, for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure, mate. Never a chore. I'll say thank you to Russ and goodbye. Bonsoir. Say goodbye to Dan. Goodbye. It's goodbye from me, and on that note, we cue the music. <laughs> <laughs>